Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Bibles to Proverbs 29. We'll look at verse 18 this morning. Proverbs 29, 18. I want us to look at one of the most important subjects in all of the Bible. Divine guidance. Divine guidance. Proverbs 29, 18. Hold your place there. Um, we'll read the verse in a few minutes. I'll give you some other scriptures that you may want to write down, but mark that in your Bible so you can read it with us. For those of you who are uh, Bible students and you've been reading your Bibles for a while, you know that sometimes kings in the Old Testament would call for a prophet of God. And they would ask that prophet of God to go and inquire of the Lord and see if there's a word from God. Now, those kings were looking for divine guidance. And if you read your Bible and follow it, those were the smart and wise kings. It is biblical to seek for guidance from the Lord. That is basic to Scripture. Uh, the Bible teaches that God wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. That God does guide and speak to those who put their faith and trust in Him. It's one of the things that God promises us that He will do. Uh, we have and have access to what you might call a spiritual GPS. To lead us and guide us and direct us. Every Christian should memorize Scripture. I believe that. But if you only had one Scripture in the whole Bible that you would memorize, I think it would be this passage of Scripture. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I want us to read it and quote it together. Go ahead and pull it up. Read this with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Not in some of your ways, not in most of your ways, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. The psalmist believed in God, and he believed in the guidance of God to the point that the psalmist said that he believed that God would lead him and guide him all the days of his life and then take him to heaven. That's Psalm 73, 24. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Now, in the Old Testament, primarily, God's guidance was given through outward means. They would have to call for a prophet of God and ask the prophet of God, what is the will of God here? They would either have to ask for a prophet of God or wait for a sign or a manifestation from heaven. And we find these in the Old Testament. For instance, Gideon's fleece was a sign from God and what took place with that fleece was a sign from God that God would actually be with him. 
the sun standing still and the moon stopping its rotation was a sign to Joshua that God would be with him in the battle. Time reversing itself and backing up for 40 minutes was a supernatural, miraculous sign to Hezekiah that God had actually healed him. You can find these signs, but it was outward. God was leading by outward means. Uh, One of my favorite signs in the Old Testament is that of the glory cloud of God. Over the tabernacle, when the children of Israel were journeying out of Egypt and to the promised land, God put a glory cloud over the tabernacle. And when the glory cloud stayed put, they stayed put. When the glory cloud would rise and move, they would follow the glory cloud. I, I mean, that's just, that's awesome, isn't it? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't, are you in the will of God? Are you hearing from God? Are you where you should be? Well, you just look up. Yeah, the glory cloud's still there. Yeah, I'm right in the middle of God's will. Wouldn't that be neat? I mean, I, I like that, don't you? Parents, wouldn't you like to say to your children before they go out on Friday and Saturday night, stay under the glory cloud. <laughs> don't you dare get out from under that glory cloud. You see, God was leading the children of Israel with the cloud of His glorious presence. Stay under the glory cloud, and you follow that glory cloud. When it starts moving back home, you follow it all the way home. You will meet curfew if you follow the glory cloud. You'll be home. And then, if I could borrow from my message last week, let's just say you got in your car and you took off and you were going to Tallahassee and the glory cloud was riding with you and you were going to Tallahassee to buy something that you didn't really need, you couldn't afford, and you'd have a hard time paying for it. And you get to the county line and the glory cloud just stops right there. You drive on about a mile, you look up, where's the glory cloud? You can't find it, you turn around, you go back, there it is at the county line. You say, it must not be God's will for me to buy this. And you go home and you're better off for it. I'm just saying, I think that would be just cool. I think it would be neat to have that glory cloud above us. And and I just have to tell you, there's a part of me that feels like I've left the glory cloud behind every time I leave Warcola County and go to Tallahassee. So, (laughs) I'm not throwing off on Tallahassee. It's It's just the way I feel. Well, it doesn't work that way now, does it? It's all changed. Things don't work that way anymore. Think about it. In the New Testament, there is a big, huge change on how God guides His people. Now, God's guidance is not so much outward as it is... Say it with me. Inward. It's inward. He speaks to us in our hearts. That's how God speaks to us. Uh, Listen to John 16, 13. New Testament, however, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is our guide. Now, believe it or not, this is more glorious than the glory cloud. This is a glorious change. When you and I need a word from God, we don't have to call for a prophet. We don't have to wait for a sign or a manifestation from heaven. 
You see, this is more glorious because the Holy Spirit Himself who lives within us as His children guides us into all truth. He guides us into truth. The Holy Spirit was sent into the world to give us divine guidance. All of us, not some of us, not just the pastor, not just some super spiritual people, all of us. He wants to speak to all of us. Now, this brings us to our text. And I just have a couple of things I want to say before I read Proverbs 29, 18. And that is that the Bible teaches emphatically. I mean, the Bible is dogmatic about this. That for those who ignore this guidance, big trouble lies ahead. Things don't work out well. For those who are not hearing what the Spirit of the Lord says, trouble lies ahead. And, and then the other thing I want to share with you before I read this, and you'll understand why I'm reading it the way I am, is because many years ago I had a professor and he said, before you preach on a, a verse, you should read it in at least six different translations of the Bible so that you will have a better understanding of what that verse means. And I've done that through the years. This morning... I want to read six different translations of the same verse to you. I think it will help us comprehend this. We're reading Proverbs 29, 18. Perhaps one of these will be the Bible you have in hand, but you can follow on the screen. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. The NIV version says, where there is no revelation... People cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. The Amplified Bible says, Where there is no vision, no revelation of God in His Word, the people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. The English Standard Version says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. The New Living Translation says, When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. And then finally, the Message Bible, which is a paraphrase, says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Now, first of all, I know this is an Old Testament passage of Scripture, but in some ways, Proverbs does not fit in Old Testament or New Testament. It kind of rises above the two. Do you understand what a proverb is? A proverb is a short saying, divinely inspired, that communicates a divine truth. And, and almost all of the Proverbs we have in the Bible have an underlying timeless principle that will apply anywhere at any time with everybody. Here's the principle in this verse. If people are not receiving divine guidance, if they have no divine revelation, if there is no vision from heaven above, if they are not hearing from God, they perish. They cast off restraint. They're unrestrained. 
They run wild. They stumble all over themselves. You see, friends, if you take divine guidance and revelation out of our lives, the truth be known, we make a mess out of everything, don't we? We mess up. We mess our nation up. We mess our marriages up. We mess our families up. We mess our businesses up. We mess everything up. Take divine revelation out. We mess everything up. I want to read the Message Bible one more time. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make sense? Picture in your mind a church that has no clear vision from God. A church that has no prophetic revelation. A church that's receiving no inspiration from God. They, they have no marching orders from heaven. They're just going through the motion. Doesn't it stand to reason that that would be a church that would be stumbling all over itself? I, I, we've got pastors in the house. How many of you pastors have ever pastored a church that was stumbling all over itself? Man, I have. Wow. Where there is no vision, when people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've lived through it. And it is not pretty. It, it is ugly. I pastored a church on one occasion that almost split. No exaggeration, almost split. Some people did leave the church. It almost split right down the middle because somebody bought a $200 coffee pot without authorization. Really? And it didn't matter that somebody was willing to come up with the $200 and just give it to the church. They were mad because somebody did something without them knowing about it. On one occasion, I personally stood between two deacons that both had their fist in the air and they were ready to fight. And I was, I was going to be the hero in this situation, stand between them, keep them apart. But I'd already made up my mind, if they start swinging, I'm going to let them have at it. <laughs> one church had a big argument on whether or not there should be a clock in the worship center. Be honest with you, how many of you would raise your hand and say, I could care less if there's a clock in the worship center? Hold your hand up. Yeah. Thank you. We had a little bitty clock back in the back on the wall. A year or so back, I looked at that clock to see what time it was, see how much time I had to preach, and I couldn't see the clock. And I just said, I just said out loud, I didn't mean to say it, I can't see that clock. And the next Sunday, I came in. Look back at that clock. Just, just look at that clock. I don't know who bought that clock. I don't think they had proper authorization. Somebody bought that clock. Somebody wanted me to know what time it is. And they didn't put it up here so you'd know what time it is. They put it back there so I would know what time it is. Crazy what churches fight over. Uh, one church was, I read about this just the other day, circulated a petition in the church to get as many signatures as they could possibly get on this petition that would require all staff members, excuse me, all 
the male staff members to be clean shaven. No beards, no mustache. Where's Coburn? You'd have to go home and shave. If I could grow a beard and look as good as yours, I'd do it, brother. Uh, but just, I, I, can you imagine? What if a petition was floating around this church and asked somebody to ask you to sign it? Isn't that, isn't that ridiculous? Listen, we have two sisters in this church. They both told me it happened that right here in Wakala County, a church fight broke out and knives came out. They had knives. Is, is that insane? Listen, you can't make this stuff up. So help me, I'm not making this up. One church had a big fight over whether or not... I'm almost embarrassed to say this. They had a big fight on whether or not deviled eggs should be allowed at the church meal. Some insisting that because they had the name devil, that evil spirits would be in those eggs. The devil was in it, he just wasn't in the eggs. I can. My goodness. One more time. When people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. When people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what God is revealing, oh, they're blessed. Oh, there are blessings there. It is, it is amazing what God does. Now, I know this is kind of negative, but let's turn it around and make it a positive. When people can see what God is doing, when they are getting revelation from heaven, when God is speaking to them, their family, their house, when, when God is doing that, oh friends, this fruit basket turnover. Oh, people aren't stumbling all over themselves. They're having the time of their lives. They're getting their priorities in order. They're not sweating the small stuff. They can see what God is doing. And they're excited about what God is doing. So right now, I want to ask you, do you have a vision? I didn't ask if this church has a vision. This church has a vision, and I'd like to take about three hours and explain it to you, but... Trust me, we have a vision. We are pumped. We know where God's at. I want to know, do you have a vision? Are you receiving divine revelation? Is God speaking to your heart? Do you know where you go from here? Do you know what the next step is? Is the Holy Spirit whispering in your ear and telling you what to do? Oh, if He came to lead us into all truth, is the Holy Spirit doing that for you? Oh, friends. You know why this is such an important question? And I hope I've, had, I've got your attention like I've never had it before. Do you know why that's such an important question? It's because if you have no vision, if there is no prophetic word in your life, if God is not speaking to you, if you can't hear God, if you're not hearing anything from the Lord, more than likely you won't be here very long. Or any other church. You know why? Because my voice 
is not strong enough and powerful enough and miraculous, miraculous enough to keep you for the long haul. You'll get tired of my voice. You'll get tired of my stories. And you'll go back into the world. You see, you have to hear from God yourself. You, you have to let God speak to you. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to the churches. It doesn't say he who cannot hear needs to talk to the pastor. No, it doesn't say that. You have to hear for yourself. Moms and dads, listen to me. Do you want your children to grow up in a home? I know you come to church. I know you go through the Bible study. Uh, I hope you do anyway. Do you want your children to go up in a church and a home that calls itself Christian and one day throw off restraint? Do you want your children to run wild into the world? Do, do you want your children to give up all the things that we hold precious? Well, the Bible says if there's no vision, if there's no word from God, if there's no revelation, they will perish. They will cast off restraint. They will run wild. They will stumble all over themselves. If you want your children to stay the course, somebody in your home needs to learn how to get a word from God. And teach your children how to get a word from God. And your children need to see God at work in your home, not just in your church. And friends, when that happens, amazing things begin to take place. I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating, no exaggeration here. One of the most exciting things that will ever happen in your life is when you start hearing from God. And don't let anybody tell you you can't hear from God. One thing God does is He talks. He speaks. God always wants to communicate with you. And when it happens, it's awesome. I, I woke up one morning a couple years ago. I won't tell you the whole story, but I, I woke up. I was at my kitchen table. I was reading my Bible, and I just stopped. And I said, Lord, I'm, I want you to speak to me today. I'm going to hear your voice today. I want you to communicate with me. Uh, I, I borrowed a, a line from Brother Dallas. I said, Lord, what's my assignment today? What do you want me to do? And just like that, just like that, the Spirit of the Lord said, just a, a man popped in my head from another state and, and I thought about him and the Spirit of the Lord said, call him. I reached over. I mean, uh, my obedience was so fast, I don't think three seconds went by. Reached over, grabbed my phone, uh, had him on speed dial. I pushed the number. It rings. This pastor answers the phone. And I said, hey, this is Henry Jones from Florida. Uh, and when I said that, so help me, he goes, ah! he just screams, you know, almost like he got a fax machine or something. You know how the, he just screams. And I said, man, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? Is anything wrong? He said, you won't believe what we're doing right now. My wife and I are looking for your phone number. We lost one of our phones and your phone number was in our phone and we needed to call you and talk to you, but we couldn't find your phone number. And we were looking for your phone number and praying that God would show us where your phone number is and you call me. So help me, screamed again. And then he said to me, he said, here, here, wait just a minute. I want you to talk to my wife. I said, no, man, I'll take your word for it. And he said, no... He puts his wife on the phone. She said, but we've been looking everywhere for your number. And anyway, we rejoiced a little bit. And then he said, what did you call for? So help me. He said, what did you call for? I said, I don't know. I said, all I know is the Holy Spirit told me to call you. I said, maybe it was because you needed to talk to me. And I got to tell you, 
that for the rest of the day, I walked a little bit taller. God, the God of the universe, had spoken to me. That's an awesome thing, isn't it? I am not looking at that clock in the back. I just want you to know I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes low when I go. I'm looking over here and down here. And I'm not looking at that clock. Hey, last Thursday, I was on my way to Tallahassee for my first radiation treatment. I have 38 of these things to do. It was my first one. I pulled out of my driveway, and, the whole, and I was praying, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, Take a bag of those crosses up there with you. And you go in and you give those crosses to everybody. And friends, I got to tell you, I left up choppy. I called Chuck. I said, hey, give me some crosses up. And he said, well, I'm not at the church. I said, well, I'll stop by and get them. And, and so I stopped by and I got a bag of those crosses. I don't know, 15 or 20 in it. And I, I got a word from God. And then on the way to Tallahassee, the old devil started whispering in my ear. Now friends, I want to tell you something about getting a word from God. As soon as you get a word from God, you're probably going to get one from Satan. And the old devil began to whisper in my ear. And the devil said to me, what do you think you're doing? You're going to make a fool out of yourself. You're going up there to a place where academia rules. This is science. This is the cutting edge of science. They won't let you pass out crosses in there. And if you do, you'll look like a fool. I said, Lord, you've got to give me a word. Because I sometimes I, it, it's hard for me to tell who's speaking. Come on, amen? Is this the Lord? Is this the devil? I don't know. It's hard for me to know. And a verse popped into my mind. If you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father which is in heaven. And if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father which is in heaven. So I took that bag, I walked in that front door, I walked up to the lady at the desk, and I took his cross, I said, ma'am, can I give you one of these? You know what she said? She said, sure. But a man gave me one last week just like it. I said, well, I'm giving you another one. And then I walked over and there was another receptionist there. I said, would you like one of these? She said, I sure would. She took it. By the time I finished talking with her, the first lady comes over and she said, we have some ladies back in the back office. They would like some crosses. Can I take you back with me? I follow her back. I'm She's taking me to offices. I'm passing out crosses. I am not making this up. We went back out into the waiting room and this little receptionist says, go get them. Go pass them out. She does her hand like that. She said, go get them. I had a few folks that said no. I had a few folks that said yes. I had one guy, I love this, one guy told me no, no thanks. And I just kept passing them out and saying, God bless you. And then finally, I walked back by him and he said, I've changed my mind. I think I won't lie. (laughs) Is God talking to you? Is He speaking to you? Are you getting in His Word? Are you studying the written Word of God on a daily basis? And is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? And are you hearing revelation from above? Do you have a vision? Can you see what God's doing? Friends, I want you to know God wants to communicate 
with you. I, I want to close with a quote from C.H. Spurgeon. Spurgeon said a long time ago, I would recommend you either believe God up to the hilt or else not believe it at all. Believe this book of God, every letter of it, or else reject it. There is no logical standing between the two. Be satisfied with nothing less than a faith that swims in the deeps of divine revelation. Oh, friends, God wants to guide you. God wants to direct your life. God wants to reveal things to you. God wants the Holy Spirit to be your constant companion. And to borrow the words of C.H. Spurgeon, God wants you to swim in the deeps of divine revelation. Get before God until you hear His voice. Would you bow with me in prayer? Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.